Welcome to the Living Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Fisayo Adeniyi, lead pastor of the Ransomed House Lagos. Get ready for enlightenment, encounter, and impartations by the Word. Be blessed as you listen. Rise as we the Bible together, the of God. Hebrews chapter 4 and then verse 12. Let's honor God's Word together in this house. Let's stand as we read God's Word together. Hebrews chapter 4. And then verse 12. The Bible says, For the word of God, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. The first time I saw that, I said, Are you talking about the word of God, the Bible? <laughs> because his living is powerful, he's sharper than two-edged sword. He appears to the dividing of soul and spirit, joint and marrow. is also a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of man. All right. Psalms, 30, Psalms 89. Psalms 89. Psalms 89. I want to show you a pretty portion of scriptures. That's one of the reasons I love God. When people ask me, why do you love God? I said, have you read Psalms 89, 34 to 35? You know, there are scriptures you find and you should just be smiling. You should never go a day this sorrowful because you find that scripture. And, and I find that in Psalms 89, 34 to 35. Look at this. God himself was speaking. Are you there? He said, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. That word alter is the word change. Nor change the word that has gone out of my lips. He said, once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. Can we take that second part together? And I want you to put, I will, I'll put your name there. You know, he said, I will not lie to David. I, some of you are looking at me and say, but I'm not David. Although there's a David in this church, but I see him smiling already. All right, so I want you to put, I'll say one, two, three, go. Just let's take that verse together, 34 and 35. Uh, and then when you get 35, I want you to personalize it. Okay? One, two, three, go. My covenant I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to Fisayo Adeni. Does that get you smiling? God will not lie to you. He said, I have sworn by my holiness. <laughs> the Bible says, out of two immutable things of which it is impossible for God to lie. Uh, so, I mean, two immutable things. One is that he swore by an oath and he swore by himself. So God is now swearing like he swore to Abraham, to you, that I will not lie. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you get this, we can just close the service and just go. When you smile every day, they wonder what's going on. You say God has sworn by his holiness that I will not lie to Fisaya Deni. You are wondering where we are. Psalms 89, 34 to 35. All right. Don't let me jump ahead of myself. Today I want to speak and I want to teach on what I've titled Activating the Power in the Written Word. Activating the Power in the Written Word. Activating the Power in the Written Word. Shall we pray? Father, thank you. Because the entrance of your word gives light, give understanding unto the simple. Father, as simple folks, we have come today to learn at your feet. I make my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Lord, write the word of life upon the spirit of your people. After now that they make us a better people. Thank you, Father, because you are true and you are God. In Jesus' name I pray. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Can you have your seat in God's presence? I want you to look at yourself. Uh, look at yourself. And just tell yourself good things about yourself. Tell yourself good things about yourself. Uh, tell yourself scriptures about yourself. That's very important because some of you, the way you are looking at me, your face is very hard. I need you to smile because the word of the Lord makes you smile. The word of the Lord enters you and something different eats you. Amen. All right. So let's begin. I said I'm going to start by speaking on activating the power in the written word. Okay? That's what I want to speak about. Many years ago, I became born again. And I started a journey with God. I was like you, if you are a very observant person, if you have been born again for a while. I was shocked, amazed, and flabbergasted. I was, I was marooned at the testimonies I was hearing. I don't know whether you had entered faith circle. And you have heard some people say certain things about God and about how God did certain things for them. I stayed at, at the Word and I, and I saw some people who stayed in the Word of God and stood on the Word of God and they were purified by fire because of the faith traditions they walk in. Now, it means that they walked in certain circles and their life changed. And I had their testimonies, how they got healed, how they got jobs, how they got transformed. And all that they say is something peculiar about them was that they all said that they stood on the word of God. I don't know whether you have heard people say, I stood on the word. And that thing amazes you. Like, did they just literally bring the Bible down? I mean, I've, I've seen my father in church who put the Bible and then he stand on it and say, I stood on the word of God. And are you asking, do I have to literally stand on the word like him so that my life can be transformed? But I had amazing testimonies. And I don't know whether you've had amazing testimonies. I'll tell you some of those amazing testimonies. And that's how I'm going to build this sermon today. So that it gets practical. You, you, you hear the testimony thereof. And you know that the word of the Lord works. Look at your neighbor and say the word of the Lord works. Look at the next neighbor, your next favorite neighbor. The one you didn't look at the first time. And say the word of the Lord works. Alright? So I stayed on the word of God. And then people stood on the word of God. And then I had... Have you heard of that name by the name Kennedy Egan? I mean, Kennedy Egan said on August 8, 1934, he was bedridden, almost paralyzed. And then he found the scripture. Before that time, he found the scripture, Mark 11, 23 to 24. I'm sure you've read Mark 11, 23 to 24. So if I you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it, and then you have it. Have the God kind of faith. That was what he said. That's what he said in Mark 11, 23 and 24. That's all scripture said. And the Bible said, and Kennedy Egan said he stood on this word of God. He stood on this word of God and he got healed. He stood on the word of God and he got delivered. He got healed of paralysis. A man who had never walked started walking. Why? Because he stood on the word of God. What is the word that he stood on? He stood on Mark 11, 23, 24. Have you read Mark 11, 23, 24 before? Have you? Now, Reverend George Adigway, my father and Lord, said that the Lord called him. And told him he was going to take the word of the Lord to the nations of the world. From Elorim. And at the last count, he has gone to 128 nations and territories of the world. You know how to Google how many nations are even in the whole world. And there are 198. And somebody has gone to 128. Amazingly, that is not just normal. That is because God actually made it possible. 
And what happened, he said, he stood on the word of God. I've heard him say uh, that I kept saying it. I kept declaring it, and it happened so. Now, I have a story of a man called John Austin. Now, many of you know Joel Austin. Have you had Joel Austin before? This is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. All right. He didn't start that proclamation by himself. That was actually what his father, John Austin, used to declare. John Austin actually is the founder of that church that you call Lakewood Church now, which started as Lakewood Baptist Church. Uh, but one day there was a wind and a storm, and they just took the Baptist away, and they just took it as a sign from heaven. And they just started calling the church Lakewood Church, and took the Baptist away. Glory to God. And so he started that church, and a time came that his wife was sick of cancer. A, man, a woman by the name of Dodie Austin. She was sick of cancer, and almost, almost nigh unto death. And they stood on the word of God. They took, they took scriptures that has to do with God healing people. God is my healer. And upon those scriptures, they stood and proclaimed and acted. And Dodi beat cancer. Not many people have beat cancer, have beaten cancer. That's, I mean, if they ask you what kills people in this world today, I mean, it's almost like a death sentence. But Dodi beat cancer, not because she was able to, but because the word of the Lord can beat anything. There is nothing in this world that the world has not beaten. Can you, do you understand what I'm trying to say today? Well, I'm trying to give you a practical way to look at these things. Get it right? All right, so Doddy beat cancer. Today, Doddy is still alive, even though John has gone to meet the Lord. Doddy is, is eight years old. This was somebody who beat cancer in the 80s. She's still alive today. No, so it is not voodoo. It is not that she got healed and three years ago she had a relapse. No, she's still alive today. Are you following what I'm saying to you? All right, so I'm telling you about how the word of the Lord heals. Now, that is stories of people abroad. I mean, people tell me. <laughs> the devils in Nigeria, they are not the devils in abroad, in the abroad. If I don't want to talk about it, they call it in the abroad. So I, I've told you stories of how it happens to people. Now let me tell you a very personal story today as I build this sermon. Sometimes uh, in the year 2018, August 13th, 2018, yours sincerely that you are looking at. I was at the bathroom, I was in the bathroom, I just had the twins, and then that was a week and two days after their birth. Uh, that was two days exactly after the naming ceremony. And I was in the bathroom, and then I knew that life was getting out of me. I've, you see, when people say death, it's something I can tell you how it looks like. Do you understand? You will know you are dying when you are dying. So don't let anybody deceive you. You get all those, I'm I'm dying. You, all those things are jokes. I mean, when you are really dying, you will know you are dying. And I, I took two steps in the bathroom, in a lorry, and... I knew life was getting out of me, and my wife was in the room, and I was in the bathroom in the room. So I started saying, Lamide, Lamide. I knew that was in Puni, as you understand. So I'm dying. So I said, Lamide, and I was trying to get to the bed. Uh, so I took two steps, and then I got out. Of, so one step, two steps. Then I discovered I was calling Lamide, then I started calling Jesus. I mean, what kind of love? You are dying. And then, <laughs> and then I started calling Jesus, and then I took one step out of the bathroom, and that was the end. I, I didn't know what happened anymore, all right? So you're listening to a sermon, but it looks like a story, glory to God, all right? So I took one step, and then, boom, I was gone. The remaining, they told me, so you, you understand. So I was gone. I knew that I opened my eyes again, and then I saw my mom, because she came, you know, what do they call this thing, Omugo? How do you call people call it? <laughs> she came to do those things with us, so she was around, and so... She started looking at, and then I just opened my eyes. I saw her. She was crying. My mom was there crying. And then I saw the, the twins on the bed, and then I said, don't worry, I'm alive. I'm here. And then I tried standing up, and I stood up. 
And then she insisted you go to the hospital today. Today, okay, so I don't like going to the hospital. I don't like taking drugs. So say, today, you will go to the hospital. And when you have just seen everyone and come back, you really don't have much to say. You are no longer the head of the family for that moment. You get it. So she just took that chair and then took me, called me the pastors, and then off I went. And then I saw, I went to the hospital. Basically, let me call the long story short. Um, eventually, I go to General Hospital Lauren, what they call UITH. And then they opened me up. And then, it's still looking like a dream, basically. Um, I'm letting you see what the word does. All right? So I want you to say, I want to take you to the depth of it so that you understand it. Glory to God. And so I was at that UITH. Then lie down. And then suddenly, they checked me. And then I went again. Then I came back. Um, so I died twice. All right? So... I mean, if I was a Muslim, I would have been buried. Glory to God. <laughs> and so, then I came back again, and then they said, you're not going home. So they wheeled me. You know, when you see movies, and then you see them wheeling you, I just, and I was like, ah, it do me nothing. I'm, I'm fine. And then, and then, po, po, and then, la, first floor, second floor, wheeled, looking around, how worried is going on here? And then they opened me up, and the things you see in movies, where they put all those computer things all over you. Uh, those wires, and then I just covered that I was wired up, and then I started seeing my heartbeat, my BP, everything on the computer screen, and I did as a get echo. So basically, I was seeing all of those things, and um, they call it ICU. I'm just making it school for you. That was intensive care unit, and so I was there for like three days, and then I was supposed to go out, and then I told her, coming out, glory to God. All of those days, she would bring food. She would think I was the one eating it, no, she, she would send food, and then, because she couldn't come because she was a nursing mother, you get, so, she would send food, and then they would tell her that I was the one eating, that I'm fine, but I was not even seeing the food, uh, because who eats the food, and then they would go back home and make her feel good, ah, it's fine, he was even talking, blah, 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 I remember a pastor came to see me and started praying, and said, God, we know you are merciful, you know those kind of prayers when they are trying to do like, you are dead and you are not dead, so I just looked at the man and I saw him, he was almost crying, and then he left. And then, fast forward a few days later, I was back at home. But that was not, um, so when I was told, when they told her I was coming home, she was happy that this guy who is very active is coming home. But I could not walk from the car to the house. And that began a journey where, okay, so they said I had, um, what was the name of that thing? They said I have Arithemia Parishima. Now, when they start telling you that you have things you can't understand, craziness has started. It means there was an issue with my heart. And they said there was an irregular heartbeat. They started asking me, was it that your father has a heart problem? Your heart, do you drink? Do you take alcohol? Do you smoke? I said, Mba, nothing. They said, then you have to go do all the series of tests. So I went under everything, did all tests. But nothing came up because nothing would come up. Because I was fighting not man but the devil. So they said I had arithmetic parasima. For those who don't understand, that's just an irregular heartbeat. That means that you can just go and come back anytime because your electric shock in your heart, there is an electricity in your heart that was not supplying the blood that you're supposed to supply. And that's why I knew there was an electric current and all those nonsense they talk about. But they are real. Babies, they are real. So I stayed at home and then it became terrible that I couldn't, I couldn't even walk anywhere. And the drugs I was taking was like cocaine. Something small like this, but if you take it, uh, they can't pull you off it. It's not like parastamol. So you say you should begin to cut it when you want to get out of it. I don't want to bore you with this story. Because it's supposed to be a foundation for a very powerful message. And 
I remember some of the people I call generals and people who knew me because I was I'm quiet. I know people. Uh, they started sending messages to me, meaning that you might not preach again, but you still be useful for God. You still work for God anyhow, anyway. I mean, they, was, they, were, they had started programming my mind in case I end my life like a vegetable. And I knew that my house is like being in the room here, and the parlor is like where he's there. I couldn't walk to the parlor. I had to touch the walls together. And um, my BP went crazy. Things went, and then I became very big. You know how you look oily when you have not? Craziness. And so <laughs> I, so I'll tell you two things that happened to me. Number one, I couldn't read the Bible. Because anytime I try reading, my eyes is like it's on fire. And then my head started aching terribly. So I can't read anything. Forget Bible books, anything. I couldn't read anything. Now, I could also not listen to any sermon or listen to any music because anytime they play music, my heart rate increases. So any sound I hear increases my heart rate and my heartbeat. So it means that every hope of faith was gone. So for those of you who say, when I enter it, I will build my faith. It got me on those two circles. Now, these testimonies, uh, this, this, is not, this is not done, like Paul would say. Uh, this, this happened in Jerusalem, Paul said. This happened, and there are witnesses. George was there. He knew everything. He knew everything. And principal witness. <laughs> my wife was there. Too. So, I mean, um, so these are, this is a true, I can give you medical reports. You will see them clearly like this. And so I went and I saw my surgeon. I saw my, at that time I was in a cardiologist. So I saw the cardiologist and he, and he said to me, he said, I think you're going to be fine. He said, but you may not be able to do the things you used to do anymore. And I said, thank you, sir. But first of all, take me off these drugs. Uh, because the drugs was getting me crazy. I mean, it was like cocaine. It was crazy. So one thing I began to do is that I began to remember the scriptures that I've read for myself. Now I'm preaching. So you start writing now. So... I, I remember the word of God that was written and that I have read. And the Holy Spirit began to remind me of the things I have read by himself. And so I began to say scriptures such as Isaiah 53 and then verse 4. Matthew 8 and then verse 17. He himself, the Bible says, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our sins was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. I remember such scriptures and I began to quote them to myself. And I began, I would stay on the bed alone and I would say to myself, I will stand on this bed because I am the healed of God. I will stand and I will walk because he himself has healed me. And I remember Exodus 15, 26. The Bible says, I am the Lord that healed thee. I am the Lord that healed thee. And then I remember such scriptures as First Peter chapter 1 and then verse 24. He said, for by his stripes ye were healed. So I said to myself, he was, he was crucified. He was beaten because of me. So I I'm healed. It's just for me to enter even into what Jesus has done. And then I remember Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, O Lord, and I will be saved, for I am called by your name. These are scriptures. Word of God that are there. And then I began to quote those scriptures. I began to say it to myself. I began to meditate on it and I see how I would arise. I remember one of those anchors was James for me. James said, is anyone among you sick? He said, let him call for the elders. Let them pray for him. Anoint him with oil. And then he will be seen. He will be healed. I remember pastors came, visited me, and they didn't even pray anything. They just left. I mean, when they saw me, they said, let us one rest, let us pray. Somebody said, I think it's deliverance in it. You know, when they said, he's coming, my wife came to call me and said, will you go out? I said, I will try. And I took, it took me about maybe 10 minutes to get to the parlor. 
mean, and then they saw me, they knew that this is wrong. This is terrible. You get so I had to say to myself, when I saw James chapter one, James uh, that said, Is any amongst you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him call for the elders. Let them pray for him. I said to God, God, bring them again. Bring the pastors again. Let them come to this house again. And then I told myself, get anointing oil. They don't have to have the faith. It is me. I'm working in the word of God. Let them come. Father, bring them. So this day, another set of guys came. Now, this set of guys had weaker faith than even the first one. The first one did not pray. These other ones, they didn't want to pray. So they said, let us go. And they wanted to go. And I said, no, I, I want you to pray. You remember James? So I started teaching them. I said, you remember James? <laughs> I'll be saying it slowly. They will be listening. And then I remember they wanted to pray. And I knelt down. And they were looking at, um, okay, this guy is even he's more anointed than us. He's kneeling down. But I, and I didn't know what I had to find. Sorry. I knew what I was looking for. I knew what the word of the Lord says. Is someone listening to me? And then I knelt down and then they prayed for me. I remember that that was when I began to turn the corner. I began to turn the corner. I remember I called EFM. I called, I think, Femi and Allen. And I said to them, listen, guys, get me. And I wrote the name of people down. I wrote the name. I didn't. I wrote their names down. I put George, put, what's up in there? No. I put names down. And I said, listen, get me these guys. Rita, I, I can't remember all of them. Too fancy. I said, put their names down, and they will come to my house and do seven days of all night just to pray. Because the Bible says the prayer, the fervent prayer of the righteous man. I'm talking about reading word now. I didn't hear any word from God that says you are going to be healed. I'm telling you, I just hold head fast to the word of God. And I said, bring them. Let them come and pray fervently. And the prayer of faith he will heal the sick. Glory will heal the sick. Glory to God. And then they came. And then they started praying. They, they, they had the favorite song used to sing those days. And then, I mean, people, they would just come and then they would just pray, pray. I remember the seventh day. Don't forget they were not praying where I was because they were in another room praying. I was in another room cashed up. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't pray. I just, bosh, bosh. I mean, when I do babalabash for like 10, 15 minutes, it's like I've run a marathon. I just keep quiet. So I, I remember the last day I said to myself, if the Lord has healed me, then I must stand up and go to that prayer meeting. I didn't tell anybody. I knocked the door. I entered my house. me. She came to yeah. In my mind, I told myself that if the word does not work, I die here. Are you following me? The Bible says that they overcame me by the blood of a lamp and the word of their testimony, not counting their life even unto death. Revelation chapter 12 and then verse 11. So I told myself, this is it. This is what it is. Today, is it that the word works or I die here? So I started praying and I started, I prayed with them, jumped, I jumped, did all of this I did. Then I knew that I am tired. Then I went back into the room. And I tried to, I think they were hitting, celebrating, rejoicing that God has healed, has delivered me. I still came to the palace, still stayed a little bit, and then went back inside. What am I trying to say? Every of the medical reports, I can show them to you. I saw, I saw one of the consultants in church two years later, and he said, he said to me, because it was one of the who would come by my side and be talking beside me at the ICU because they wouldn't allow anybody to come in actually, but he was a medical doctor. So he would sit down beside me and would be asking me, do you believe you understand? I said, I'm not sick. I'm not, I don't understand what you guys are doing here, but I'm not sick. I, I knew that their report couldn't have been wrong, but I refused to read their report. I remember I stood at that, I, I, and then a man came to me in church and said, you mean you are not on any drugs? I said to him, I said, yes, I'm not. He said, yeah, walking miracle. Today, I've come to tell you the secret of how I activated that power that is in the written word. Listen, if you can find anything in scriptures, you can stand on it. If I'm not dead and I'm alive and I'm preaching and I'm not a cow potato, it's because the word works. 
is because the word works. Look at your neighbor and say the word works. Now let's go back to the text. Here was God speaking. Psalms 89, 34-35. He said, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. He said, once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. He said, my covenant I will not break. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. Was it only David that God was saying he will not lie to? No. God is saying, I will not lie to you. What you have found in my word is the truth. I can't lie to you. I'm not a man given to lying. I can't lie. Titus chapter 1 and then verse 2. The Bible says, God who cannot lie. It is impossible. It is out of character. It is not in God's will and way to lie. You know, when you meet some people, you know they lie a lot. You then begin to say, is he saying truth now or is he lying? Even when you meet them back and they say they have changed now, you still begin to think whether he's still the same person you used to know. But God cannot lie. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, the Bible says, Out of two immutable things of which it is impossible for him to lie. The Bible says in 23, 19, Numbers, uh, he said, 23, 19, of book of Numbers, he said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor that the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, will he not do it? As he promised, shall he not make it come to pass? So every word of God that you see is bankable. I love that word, bankable. I mean, you can take it at the bank. God's word is dependable. God's word is worthy. When you find God's word, you can just sit on it. Uh, that is God's word is going to come to pass. Uh, so set to it in your mind. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that we read. Uh, Bible says God's word is alive, is active. Uh, listen to this. Uh, God's word is not a dead force. It's a living force. The Shakespeare that wrote Shakespeare is dead. I wrote Macbeth. She's not long dead. She's gone. I mean, whether it's she or he, is long dead. Do you understand? You cannot activate any potency in that world. But God is the only writer who wrote things uh, millions of years and he's still alive. Uh, Bible says, watching over what he wrote to see that there is a performance. Shakespeare can't watch over what he wrote. Nobody who has lived in the second century who wrote anything, including the Aristotles, the wisdom banks of the world. I mean, you people go to school to learn about them. You learn about Aristotle, you learn about Plato. All of these guys are dead, long dead. They cannot even explain their words. I mean, we can decipher the words of Plato and decipher it wrongly. We can define it wrongly. But he can't be there to defend it. But there is a God who is alive. He wrote it and he's still alive. When he's alive, he's alive to preach, he's alive to tell you. You know, God preaches to us every day. How does he do it by explaining his word to us? How does he do it by inspiring the word to us? Therefore, God's word is alive and is dependable. The word of God is active. We cannot activate, we can't speak of activating the power in the word of God without first understanding that there is power in the word of God. Do you understand that? You can't speak of activating it except you first of all accept that there is power in the word of God. What power there is in the word of God? There is power, wonder-working power. You know, we say in the blood of the Lamb. Can I say to you that there is wonder, there is power in the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. The devil has lied to a generation to believe that there is power in prayer. It's true. To believe that there is power. When you worship, it's true. It's not a lie. But the devil will rather you worship. The devil will rather you pray. But the devil will not let you go into the world. Why? Because the word of our Lord is where you get the will of God for your life. Keep worshiping, keep praying. In as much as you are not working in God's will, the devil does not matter, does not care. Therefore, you need to be in the will of God. You need to be in the certainty of the word of God. Listen to this. I tell you this, and I want to quickly tell you, I want to tell you that there is power in God's word. There is power in God's word. Strength comes from the word of God. And I tell you again that there is strength in God's word. In difficult times, all you need is the word from God. 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things. Not some, all things. How? Through Christ that strengthens me. I can. Look at your neighbor and say, I can do all things. You are not bold about it. Look at your neighbor and say, I can do all things. Through Christ that strengthens me. Listen to me, Psalm 119, verse 50. The Bible said, This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. The word has given me life. This is my comfort. I don't know whether you have been afflicted before. I was afflicted on that bed, but this was my comfort that the word of the Lord will give me life. Listen, it was not, listen, it's not Jeho. <laughs> That's why I said, Generals were telling me, Visayo, begin to change your purpose to accommodate your new realities. But I refused it because it was a fact, but it was not the truth. The truth is fine because what I told you last week. You need to understand. Nothing they say is final. Only what God says is final. I'll stay in the word. I'll find strength in the word. Have you ever found a scripture? If you have, I tell you it is enough for you. In, co- in contrary times, the word is enough for you. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. For I know, it's not that I was told, for I know that all things, including the government of this nation, all things, including my family problems, all things, including my financial lack at this time, all things work together for good. To them that have two conditions fulfilled, them who are called of God and them who are working according to his purpose. I'm working according to his purpose. All things are working for my good. All things. And you see, there, you can't go under with the word. You can't be submerged with the word. Why? Because the word of the Lord will always lift you up. I mean, I say in my affliction, the word of God is my life. One one nine fifty of the book of Psalms. Listen, for I know the thoughts that have towards me, they are thought of good, not of evil, to give me a future. And I hope, 29.11 of the book of Jeremiah, I know the thought. It's going to take me to an expected end, another translation says. Listen, Psalms 3 and verse 11, for the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plan of his heart, from generation to generation. The word of the Lord is true. It's bankable. I love that word bankable because it just speaks to our generation. That the word of the Lord is bankable. It's dependable. Life comes through the word of God. Bible says in Psalms 119.28, My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word, O God. Strengthen me according to your word, O God. Listen to this. Life comes from the word of God. The more of God's word you read, the more of koinonia you have with life. If you stay in the word, you stay with life. Is someone listening to me? Is someone listening to me? John chapter, John chapter 1. In him was, verse 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And light came, verse 5, and dwell in darkness. And darkness could not lamp and it. They could not comprehend. They could not begin to understand what has happened to them. You see, when you share the light of God into any situation, listen, darkness disappear. Darkness disappear. Direction comes by the word. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my feet, and a lamp, a light unto my path, and a lamp unto my feet. Every step I take, I just need to shed the touch of God's word. I just need to bring the light of God's word. Every step. Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of your word giveth light and understanding unto the simple. The entrance of his word. The entrance. As God speaks a word, you just know what to do. That's the entrance of the word. Immediately releases the word. That's the entrance. When you read your Bible and begin to study it, one word jumps at you. I don't know whether it has ever jumped at you. I remember one day I was reading the scriptures. In my room, and one word became flesh and just came to me. As he came to me, I could not stand. I just started dancing in the room. You could enter and say, are you mad? I wasn't mad. I just saw the victory of Jesus. I just saw that the devil was no longer somebody I should be afraid of anymore. You know why? The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. 119, 133. Again, 
of, of, of Psalms, the Bible says again uh, that where the word of God is, there is life and there is direction. <laughs> wisdom comes by the word. Do you know that wisdom comes by the word? In him, God has made him wisdom, sanctification, righteousness, even for the believer. Psalm 119, You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients. <laughs> How do you understand more than the ancients? The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Psalm 119 verse 104. Listen, Psalm 119 is a, is a compendium about the word of God. It's something, I know you run from Psalm 119 because it's too long. You can't finish it. But if you will sit down and study Psalm 119, it's a compendium. You will see everything that the word can do for you. The word is light, you will see it there. The word is pure, you will see it there. The word is dependable, you will see it there. The word is true, you will find it there. I found your word. Listen to this. I want to make some statements here. There is only one cure to foolishness I know. And that is an exposure to the light of God's word. There's only one cure to foolishness. An exposure to the light of God. One of my favorite mentors before he went to meet with the Lord, Majmuro. Majmuro said in one of his books that it was very, it was not bright at all when it was going on. Not bright at all. He said he was always coming last at last. He said his father called him one day and said, listen, from today begin to read the book of Proverbs. So they made him read one chapter of the book of Proverbs every day. Therefore, when you hear mouth speak, you, you hear a lot of wisdom. You hear, it's because the man was eating the book of wisdom daily. He said before he knew maths, he had been reading the book of Proverbs. He said suddenly, he just became wise. Suddenly, he started passing his grades. Why? Who gave the father that kind of understanding? That this is what can call cure foolishness and daftness by reading the word. For many years, before I sleep at night, I read two books of Proverbs. Two books of Proverbs every night. That's why I don't have evil dreams. I don't have bad dreams. Because the last thing on my mind every night is the word of God. I'm deliberate and intentional. Many of us, we are not intentional. We are not. The last thing on your mind every night is Netflix. Or let me say, it starts with the N and ends with the X. So that we don't call it by name. Glory to God. It's not terrible. There's no, there's no problem with that. It's what you're watching. I've been asking that question for many years and I don't, I've not found the answer. Why do people watch vampire movies? What is, what is good in horror, in horror movies? I've not, I still don't understand it. But a generation has come that that's the generation they watch. It's crazy. I mean, people just love it. And then you wonder why you behave the way you behave. It's because we are feeding our mind with what God has not said we should be feeding our mind with. All right. Let me say this to you again. The word is guaranteed to make you wiser than your equal. The word is guaranteed to make you wiser than your equal. And that's very key. Let me give you number three. If you want to operate in more godly wisdom, get into the word. Can I say that to somebody here again? If you want to operate in more godly wisdom, not, you know, Paul was talking about the wisdom that is of this world and the wisdom that is heavenly. If you want to operate in more heavenly wisdom, then get into the word. Get into the word. When God told me this yesterday after I danced, because I found it to be true. Now you need to note this. What everything negative in your life needs is an exposure to God's word. What everything negative in your life needs. Lack, that's negative. No food, negative. No promotion, no moving forward. What it needs is an exposure to God's word. When light comes, that darkness will disappear of itself. I'm not praying. 
It's, it's, it's just the truth. When Jesus came, something changed. Listen to this. When I say I'm not praying, I know what I'm saying. When we come into this room, and this room is dark, probably like 10 p.m., you know you can pray. It's good. It's good. You are sending spiritual darkness away. Glory to God. Listen to that. But if Tommy just comes inside this place and just you know, it doesn't, you know, he's, there's chain on his neck, so it doesn't look like he has stress just on the light. Light comes. You begin to wonder where was darkness? Darkness don't have to be prayed away. You don't struggle with darkness. All you need to do is shed light. Darkness is still there because it's ever present. But because there is light, it is rendered useless. Is someone listening to me? So darkness is not the problem. The problem is an absence of light. Are you getting what I'm saying? The problem in your life is not that there's no possibility of a new job. It's not that your career cannot go on an upward driver. It's not that there can't be more in relationship. The problem is that there is darkness oppression out in that area. Until you are able to chase that thing away, you will continue to be there. But when you shed light, darkness will not be able to comprehend it. Someone listening to me. Let me move on here by quoting Psalms, 1, Psalms 19, 7 to 11. There's so much treasure in God's word. Listen to this. We normally used to use it to sing. As the law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. I don't know whether I know that song. It's, it's very... Eh? Well, don't let me sing it. Let me say it. I should not sing it. Some probably won't advise me in front here. Yeah. I'll just say it. Now, he said, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Have you seen that? You see, when they say simple in the Bible, it is foolish. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Anytime you read simple in KJV, it's just that KJV is a very, they don't like, uh, they don't want you to get angry in the word of God. Do you understand? But when they say making wise the simple, they're saying making wise the foolish. Is someone listening to me? <laughs> that's why when you see a lot of foolish people outside, you are angry, don't be angry. They have not been made wise by the word. Uh-huh. He said, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover by them, look at this, your servant is warned, and in keeping them is great reward. In keeping the laws of God is great reward. So very quickly, as I close, amen. Eh? Yeah, no. If I put it as quarter closing, because this is the meat. How do you activate the power in the written word? Very quickly, number one, by hearing the word. The starting place is to hear the word. For you to take advantage of an opportunity, you first of all must hear about the opportunity. That also. What you don't hear of that is available, you can never take advantage of. That, that's the truth. All right? If you maximize the treasures in God's word, then you must first have heard of those treasures. Without you hearing it, nothing will happen. Do you know? I saw Proverbs 28, verse 9. They say, He who does not like, he who does not hear the commands of the law, his prayer is an abomination unto God. Ah. I said, God. I will be hearing your word. I will be hearing your word. I don't want my prayer to be an abomination. He who does not hear, his prayer is an abomination to God. Romans chapter 10 verse 17, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
Luke chapter 11, verse 28. He said, Blessed are they who hear and do even the words of my mouth. Jesus speaking. Listen, we are a people that are slow to hear, but we are quick to speak. But James said that is not the way to go. James says we should actually be what? Let us be slow in speaking and quick in hearing. And also slow to get angry. Spend more time hearing the word of God. Can I advise you? Plug the word of God in as you travel. Plug it in as you make your daily routine. Hear sermons. Read the, hear the Bible. Be read. Somebody say, I don't like audio Bible. Come on, keep quiet. You have not sit down to read the one. So come and hear it. You are in traffic for two hours. Two hours. All you are doing is to count the cars and look at the roads where you're passing. Why? That's not profitable for anybody. I mean, how many of us know that the traffic in Lagos has gotten worse since this Okada business has come? So you, you, you now, you do that kind of a journey. And you are not maximizing your time. I listened to three sermons from Milani to Lagos on Thursday. Three. And that is being, after I spice it with music, maverick music, better, just being spiced, just spice it up and you get tired of music, just listen to what again, listen to what again. I mean, I was traveling and I had Kenneko planned in my car. We were making the journey together. Kenneth Akin was following me. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm trying to tell you that you can maximize your time. And how do you do that? By hearing the word. Plug it in. You have to give, you have to give free space on your phone. And 1.8 is that video. Now, you're not going to have faith like that. I told you about being purified by the faith traditions. We need to increase our faith if you're going to end night tomorrow. And how you're going to do that is to increase what you hear. Listen, the closer you are to me, the more you listen to me. That's the truth. If you say you are close, listen to me. Is that not true? And then the more you listen to me, the more you will trust me. The more you listen to somebody, the more you trust them. The more you love them. Let me say this to you. The more you also listen to God, the more you will trust him. So when God says, I will do this for you, you begin to dance because you hear him often. Number two, how do you activate the power of liberty word? By reading the word. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed are they who read the word of this prophecy. Blessed are they. Ezra, Ezra chapter 8. Ezra Bible says, read. He told Israel to read the word of God. Let me say this to you. The primary way to engage with God's word is to read it. To read it. Just read it. Somebody say, I don't understand what I'm reading. Read it. Keep reading. Keep reading. When I started preaching, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you practical stories in my own life experience. When I started preaching, I used to preach from the Old Testament. It's easy to preach from those stories. Do you understand? You get life lessons from David and Goliath. It's very simple. Just what I'm trying to say. So I, I got David, Goliath. I just started preaching on them. A lot of Moses crossed the rest. So the title of the sermon is Checkmate. And then they began to, you just have to put a lot of efficiency and find wisdom. And then you begin to disperse it to people. After I've gone around for like a year, I told myself, I said, you know you have not preached on, from the Pauline Epistles. I told myself it's because you understand it. You know, when we talk about the Pauline Epistles, we're talking about Corinthians. If I'm any of you just run from the Shians, anything you see Shians, just run. Uh, Thessalonians, all of those things. Whatever that guy was on when he wrote those things. Whatever he was on. You understand the thing about it. God told me, he said, listen to this. Just keep reading it. So I stayed on it. I did not go anywhere. I was not. Esther is simple to read now. Uh-uh. <laughs> you understand beauty in this world of makeups. You don't understand all this. I started reading it. The day came, light done. Look at the neighbor, light will done. John 14, 26. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he's going to teach you and bring to your remembrance the things which I have said. Can I say this to you? The Holy Spirit cannot remind you if you don't know it before. So when you are praying and you need a word, have you ever been praying before and then you feel like I, you, you are trying to make a case and then you feel like I need a scripture. I need a scripture. And it just comes from your spirit. It is not coming from your spirit. You have had it or you have read it before. It's not there. Don't be just raised it up. If 
they have never had it or read it, you will not know it. There is a lot of scriptures that I'm quoting now that you can say, oh, 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 you can never have brought that to you. But now that you have had me quote it, one day you will be praying. It might be five years from now. You need it, you will bring it up. Just how I'm saying to you. That's how God does his thing. He brings it up to you. Listen to this. Read the word of God. And you know, many years ago in Illinois, I used to have a group of people that I wanted them to stay more committed to the word of God. So they will come to my house 6 a.m. on Saturdays. And then they are going to read the Bible to 12. You will not stand up. You will not. So, my son, my wife will buy bread. <laughs> she be some guy your problem after you finish. They will be looking at the bread like this. But they know that after 12 o'clock, they will go. Cease. If you come 7, I will lock you out. So they will come 6, six hours with the word. I told one of them, Naeem. I said, where are you? Because I'll give them where to read. You will not just open it like sword. I said, where are you? He said, you know, I have not left Chantawa. I said, who told you you should stay there? He said, the revelation is to... I said, come back and quiet. Move. Move. You know the reason you don't understand God? is because you have not read the whole counsel of God. You just stay on one chapter. For you, a good believer must have read the scripture through from back to back. Shame on believers. I'm sorry. Apologies, please. Well, shame on believers. Do you know that Muslims, before they even reached the age of 12, they would have read the Bible. Sorry. They could run through. They would have. But you see, this freedom has made us lazy. Amen. You think this way, it's what I'm teaching you now, encouraging you. You think this way, I'm teaching them. It's violent. It's violent. That's why they know it. But we are in a two-ish place. Everywhere there's cushion. Everywhere. Everyone's sleeping up as he's talking about it. Read the word. Just read it. I want to challenge you. Read it. There are things people tell me. Even like I said, that's not from God. It might be popular. I don't care. But that's not from God. That's not from God. Because I know how God operates. How can I be sure I know how God operates? Because I've read that Bible through at the minimum 50 times. At the minimum. What are you doing? See that? Two hours. You say, oh, yeah, Mark, she doesn't trust me. Flip. Be flipping. Be flipping. It's not possible for someone not to stay. Be flipping it. I just want to get this fast. Are you preaching on it? Read! That's what Hebrews were taught to do, to read! Just word. Understand the concept. In fact, in, you see, in, in, in theological palace, you don't read a verse for a verse. The way we try to just define a verse for a verse, you will not get the whole concept of scripture that way. You need to read the old context. Read the old book. Why was it written? To whom was it written? Number three, study the word. Listen, study the word. Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, study to show yourself approved. <laughs> not not react to show yourself approved, man of God. He says, study, study, study to do what? Show yourself approved. Not pray, study to show yourself approved. Not dash, not go visiting people. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Have you ever divided bread in your house before? And they know you didn't divide it rightly. They know. They know because that ruler has gone to this side. Study to show yourself approved. Listen, Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. He said, I, Daniel, understood by the books. He understood, understanding came because he studied. What does it mean to study? It means to dig deeper, to write down your thoughts. It means effective application of what you are reading. So as I read the scriptures, I have a book by my side and a pen. 
that's how to study. When you are reading biology in school, that's what you did. So that you can write definitions down. What are the things that jump at you? What do you need to remember? What are the things important here? You write them down. Study. Studying is what is where you want to dig deeper into a subject matter. You don't every day listen to these believers. This is like I'm just teaching you the what is important to you know as a believer. Listen, believers, dear believers, you don't study every day. Are you listening to me? Studying is done when you want to dig deeper into a matter. So it's not every day you carry your Bible. Some people don't read I don't have hours. I, I don't have time to study. Come on, read it. But when you want to dig deeper into the concept of prosperity, you want to dig deeper into the concept of divine healing, you want to dig deeper into expansion and elevation, then you study. By studying, you are stepping aside to look deeper into the mirror of God's word. Study requires diligence. Because you are not just catching energy. You are specifically mining for treasure in a specific land. Study requires diligence. You are not scattering energy. You are specifically mining for treasure. That's where you find Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15, 16, uh, your word was a joy and a rejoicing to my soul. Because he found it. He searched and he found it. Psalm 119 verse 162. Bible says your word was a joy and a rejoicing unto my soul. Studying can be topical. Now let me tell you, when you want to study, what can you, how can I study? Because some people don't even know how to study the Bible. Understand? You can study topically. That means I want to study a particular topic. Um, generation, regeneration, creation, new creation, um, love, faith, that's topic. Right? You can also study character. Moses. I was going to say George. Know the Bible. David. Uh, Joseph. Alright? You can study persons. You can study events. Pentecost. Um, the advent of Christ. Events. Crucifixion. Passover. You can study events. You understand that? You can also study places. Calvary. Gogota. What does it mean? Do you understand? Somebody said, Calvary, Calvary, it's calling me. You just start thinking, what is Calvary? So you can dig deeper into what Calvary is. Do you understand that? So you can study spaces, you can study events, you can also study time. You can study dispensation. This is the dispensation of grace. What happened in the dispensation of law? When did it change? That's how to study. Am I helping someone today? All right. By studying, you are researching into all the available materials and you are prayerfully deducting truth by the help of the Holy Spirit. And then number four, how do I get into power in the Word of God? How do I activate it? By searching the Word of God. Listen, this is where many believers have missed it. We don't understand that whatever you need, you need to search it out. <laughs> John chapter 5, verse 39. Jesus says, search the scriptures. Jesus said, search the scriptures. For in them you have eternal life and they are the very things that testify of me. Jesus said, search the scriptures. Look at your neighbor and say, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. To search means to try to find something by looking carefully, seeking it thoroughly and carefully. You activate power by searching through the Bible to find the things you need for your life. Do you have a need in your life? You have called your brother. You have called your uncle. You are trying to get out of Nigeria. You have gone to Google. You have done everything. Have you found, have you found it in the scriptures? That is what it means to search. Search the scriptures. Can you search the scriptures? That's how to search. You search the Bible. The whole Bible. How do you specifically get what you want to need? By searching for it. <laughs> oh God. I remember when we went to I want to use this example. I remember when we went to 
Dubai. We went to the Dubai Mall. And then we were hungry. And then we remember that we saw the food court. So there will be food courts. That means that's the only floor where there's food. Remember we saw it about 20 minutes ago. And we remember these jackets we took down. I mean, we believed we remembered. So we went back. And we started tracing it back. Are you following me? Man of God. We walked for more than one hour. Now that's the biggest mall in the world. We went for about one hour. Jackets, jackets. No, I think we saw this place. She said, yes, we saw this place. I said, hey, but we are closer. So after about two hours of walking like that, we now remember that there is something called a digital map. So we saw some people stay in front of that thing. We said, wait, come here. There go there. So we did. Food court, and then everything came out there. Branch one, two, left, right. And then we went, and then, you know, we just went there. The word of God is a mall. Are you following me? The word of God is a mall. There are so many people there. You are looking for an iPhone stop there. Are you following me? You are looking for a husband? It's there. Somebody listen to me. You are looking for a child? It's there. Do you understand? So there is a gynecologist inside that scripture. Are you following me? Aha. Uh-huh. There, there is a supply of new weeks inside that Bible. Are you following me as a woman? It's there. Are you following me now? There is an help. Dollars. It's there. Are you following me? New deals. They are in that scripture. So it's a mall. You can't not be walking like you are reading. Do you understand? That's why you can read the Bible through and you will still not find what you are looking for. That's why you will intentionally find it by looking. That's why you need Bible helps. I read all the scriptures on healing because healing, I just go concordance, H, and then I look for it. Can I tell you that there is a greater helper in our generation? His name is Google. His name is what? Google. Glory to God. Just the same way that digital map helped me to find where I was going. These days now, if you tell me you are looking for deliverance from witches, I'll go to Google and say scriptures for deliverance from witches. It will come out. I just type it. I just copy seven and send it to you. Say, ah, that man has the word. I'm wasting your time. I'm wiser than you. So what are you looking for? The phone you have in your hand is smarter than the way you are using it. Sorry, I mean it's spiritual. My phone is very spiritual. I don't prepare sermons without the internet. It's a complete... The energy will not be draining. Are you following me? Because I'll have to go and get Concordance, Bible, help, um, Greek dictionary. No! No! There's Greek dictionary on the internet. Everything is there. So all I need is a tap. You know what I'm saying? Scriptures for my needs. Scriptures for admission. You can type it as I'm talking to you. You see there, it's come out. Just follow the link and you will it. Scriptures for husband. Put it there. You, the things you can't even tell me. Scriptures to stop menstruating. Put it there. It's there. I'm telling you. Scriptures for everything. It's in the Bible. I'm not going to go and marry to my wife. I used to have menstrual pain. I said, menstrual pain. Is anybody in my house can have menstrual What's the meaning of that nonsense? He said, no, it's normal. You know what I You call normal. You don't call it normal. It's not normal. I'm supernatural. I can't even normal. I said, do you know how this thing began? I said, she doesn't know. I said, let me teach you. You want me to teach you here? I said, let me teach you. It's simple. The Bible says, cause shall the woman be. And in pain, shall she give birth to a child. Do you know that without that menstrual cycle, you cannot give birth to any child? So the menstrual cycle has to do with your fertility. Is that not so? And so the Bible says Jesus has redeemed you from the cause of the law. It's very simple. So Jesus has delivered you from the cause of the law. Equipment sharing, that cause that God gave man. He's no longer your portion. You're a new creator. I told her, I said, this is the scripture. You are there, 7 Corinthians 5, 21. I should believe it. No pain. Man of God, she has to announce me. I'm on a measure. I said, You see, for people you will know, because where their face will look like Ice block here, ice block everywhere. You're wasting your time, hot water everywhere. 
make sugar take chocolate, the flavor, flavor, the flavor will be heavy, but you are fine. You are going anywhere. Someone following me. Everything is where in the world. Search it. It's my challenge to you. Search it. Search it. Somebody say my hair is not growing. I will speak the word. It will grow. It's there. I'm, God, he said the, the years of your head are numbered. How is he numbering them if he doesn't care to know how many they are? Receiving, stop going back. Whosoever shall speak to this mountain, your ear is going back and you are less than that, and you can see it. Stop it through the word. Oh God. What have we not done with the word of God? Stop it. He said, Whatever thing you desire, do you desire your ear to stop going to the back? Then speak to it. Speak to it. If mountains here, why can't you hear here? Dead men here, do they, do, they, do, they, do they grow? It means you are alive. Come and speak to that. Thing. Speak to things. Speak to living being or living being. Just speak. Remember one day, I was, those days I used to look for bike. I had stayed, the sun was beating me everywhere. It seemed bikes will not come. I said, God, I need a bike and I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. Let it, wherever it's coming from. And what just came from one strange place and came and I said, Oh shit. When I entered, I, I called it forth. I'm trying to make Uber, they say you wait for 40 minutes. What's wrong with you? Speak! Somebody will cancel his own. Jeremiah 29, 13. Say, you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 20, 27, we say the spirit of man is the candlelight of God. The sight of the candlelight. Say, searching the inward part of the belly. I love the, the David, the psalmist. He said, my eyes fail from searching your word. I said, do you know what it means? Your high is failed. I mean, he, he was searching the word. He, he said, my eyes failed from searching your word. My eyes failed from searching your word. Listen to this. In this house where people ruthlessly committed to living the scriptures, a group of finders, when you find it in scriptures, you know it is searched. It was only a matter of I knew I was going to preach again. If you had asked them, I was not behaving me, I would die. I would leave. You know when I shared it here, where my pride got to me, and I discovered, you know it was so terrible I couldn't even take my bath. I didn't tell you that part. <laughs> so one day I lay down there and I just started crying. Ah, this I look at you. <laughs> Number five, learn to memorize the word of God. It's only chapter six is to nine. The Bible says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Not in the book, in your heart. Say you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gate. It is important we commit ourselves to memorizing scriptures because therein lies the rapid use of them in the time of adversity. They told me chapter 6, 6 to 9. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm a loaded gun. You know what that means? I'm a loaded gun. If situation happens, I don't have to now be looking for a weapon. Then, mm, no, immediately it comes out. Loaded gun. You see, when wickedness comes and you start saying, Lord, which scripture will I use? Lord, which scripture will I use? Lord, it's late. But when you are a loaded gun, immediately it comes like this. You just shoot. Do you understand what I'm saying? You woke up. You had an evil dream that you died in your dream. Don't call me. You can't, but don't call me. Do you understand? 
If you are a loaded gun, you know, me bolo wa pastor's go tell it. Where is this thing? Now I loaded gun. I shall not die, but live to declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh God, with long life, with prosperity, satisfy my days. Oh, oh, you just begin to quote those scriptures. You know what? You are a loaded gun. You know Jesus was a loaded gun. Matthew and then chapter 4. The Bible says the temptation of Jesus. Matthew, and I want to use the record of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4. And then verse 4. The devil already told him, turn stone to bread. If you are a son of God, turn stone to bread. In verse 3. And then in verse 4, Jesus said, It is. He didn't say, you see, but that's what I, I asked. I said, what did Jesus say? He said, say, man shall not live by bread. You are lying. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, eat it. That's the first thing he said. It is written. Man shall not live by bread. Every word that proceeds from God's mouth. Number two, took him out to a place. Jesus said, it is written. Thou shalt only worship the Lord your God. He said, bow down before me. Number three. And then that's verse 10. Matthew chapter 4. He said, it is written. Can I ask you a question? I don't get hungry. How many it is written do you have in your head? Don't get angry. How many it is written do you have in your head? All you know is Genesis chapter 1. John 3, 16. For God so knows the world that he gave his only begotten son. See the weapon you have. When there is no job, I mean you are in a loo, there is no job for, for weeks. Do you have it and it is written for that? When you suddenly discover that you are close to 30 or you are both 30 and you are not married, do you have it and it is written for that? When you discover that your work is stagnated, do you have it and it is written for that? So how many it is written do you have? I mean, I like when I speak like this because people just begin to bring out their the memory card in their heart. Some people are counting. That's how they try get this one. <laughs> That's how you work psychologically, so you begin to just number them and count them. But you're a very poor person if you don't have any. There's no money in your account, there's no word in your heart. <laughs> Do you understand that? There's no money in the account, there's no word in your heart. Your poverty is wrong. It's wrong. Somebody are not making sales. There's a little for that. Go find it. Everybody who has a business in this country should have at least five years written. Actually, the minimum is three. Because the Bible says, by two or three witnesses, the truth shall be established. So the law in the spiritual is two or three. If you have only one, it might not work. Do you understand that? How many is written do you have? Number six, meditate on God's word. Do you know what it means to meditate? <laughs> it means to mutter. It means to ask questions. It means to think deeply. The Hebrew word is the word agar. H-A-G-A-R. I don't know about you, but if you, are, if you grew up on the highland, you might not understand this. Because since I've been here, I've not seen sheep before. Have you seen sheep before on the island? You have to go to Ikorodu, Otter. I'm not talking about goat sheep, goat sheep, sheep goats. I'm not, I'm not talking about sheep or water. Okay, it's not marina, Papa, no. It's sheep. A mare, something like that. You understand? Animal. Good. You understand it now? Okay, because I just want to explain so that I get it. Okay. All right. Have you seen a sheep before? Okay, have you? Please, if you have raised your hand. Raise your hand. Uh, there are two people in our church. Because of not. Have you seen a goat before? <laughs> All right, so I'm sure if you have not seen a sheep, you have seen a goat. Now, understand that if you have ever seen a sheep or a goat, even when they are walking on an asphalt road, that means a tired road, sometimes they go. Have you seen that before? They just chew their mouth and then they change the cord again. And you're wondering what's going on here. It's because their digestive system, they have the ability to regurgitate what they have eaten. Some men do. Some people also do. They eat and then they 
say in Yaman, people do, some people do it. They have the ability to, to regurgitate. So you bring back that word actually of regurgitating is what the Hebrew called Adar. What he has eaten, he brings it back and he begins to chew it again so that it, become, it blends it more for it to go down his digestive system more. So a sheep can actually be eating grass here and he's eating it very fast because he knows that after a while, he will go and chew it again to bring it back and then he can bring it back and blend it again in his mouth. Listen to this. Your spirit has the ability to recogitate what he has eaten. And that's what we call the, to meditate. It's the word agar. It means what you read this morning, what you read yesterday, you have the ability to actually bring it back and read it again, even though the Bible is not in front of you. So say in the morning, I was going to work and I just read John, third John, I just read third John. Then I get to work and I remember that verse 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Then I sit and say, who is that that wish? That's God. Wow. So God wish above all things. You know, the Bible is not in front of me. I'm just blending it again. Ah, that I be in health. I can't be sick. I can't be sick. He wish that I be in health. I can't be sick. That revelation of I can't be sick did not come when I was reading it. It came when I was meditating on it. Do you understand that? So I can actually still be in the world, even though I'm not reading the word. So I can actually stand up and say, oh, I can't be sick. They say, what's going on? Why are you shouting? Account alert. Say, no, I can't be sick. Why? Because you are meditating on the word of God. You are chewing it again. You're chewing it again. I wish I would tell you. Beloved, that you be in health and prosper even as your soul prosper. So God is interested in my soul. I can't be depressed. God is interested. God is interested. So I began to meditate and think deeply on these things. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Bible says we should meditate. And then that's how you will have good sources. I love Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Say, blessed is the man who does not stand, who does not walk in the ways of sinners. Does not stand in the counsel of the ungodly. He does not sit in the seat of scorners. But his way, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his, his Lord does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruits in his due season. And his leaves shall not wither. Why? Because the source of his fruitfulness and his grain is the water of the world. Meditation. Look at him as in meditation. You see, this I did I had done already so that when that situation came, I was ready for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what we have to do. This is how to activate it. Now, I want to give you one thing that you practically need to do daily is to speak the word. That's number seven now. By speaking the word. You must learn to speak the word. This class two, I give you are very active things you need to do. That's how to release the potency. You must learn to speak the word. The way the power of the word is released is fear speaking. Let me say this to you. They cannot curse you without speaking. Do you understand that? People don't enter into covenant without speaking. You speak to curse a man. You also need to speak to bless a man. You don't think blessing. You speak blessing. Do you understand that? You don't think the word. To activate it in your life, in your business, in your activities, you speak it. That's why I tell you on a daily basis, be speaking the word. That's why I encourage you to have your confession. On a daily basis, speak the word. Is someone listening to me? On a daily basis, speak the word. A, a, a short mouth is a short destiny. Spiritual warfare is won or lost in words. 
I was going to show you something, but God said, I will not show you again. First Samuel chapter 17 to 11. I want to encourage you to read where you get up. 8 to 11. Goliath came and started making him out. He said, listen, don't let us fight this battle. He said, let, give me one man. If he defeats me, then that's the end. And you know what David did? Bible said in 40, 40, 40 to 51, David went to him and David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that has defiled the armies of God? He said, today, not tomorrow, today, I will feed your carcass for the birds of the air. Hey, listen, he had won the battle in his mouth before the battle took place. I tell people, don't let them outspeak you. Don't let them outspeak you. Say you are humble. You know this Christian humility, Christianity you are doing. I remember one time one person was trying to do some nonsense. I just, I just got crazy. It's not that one you will be doing. You know this. There's, there's a room for that. I mean, if you, if you are preaching in a sandali church, maybe they call you to Banana Island. You cannot be shouting at them. You only speak to them. You understand? But, but, but you are not facing demons from Banana Island. You are facing demons from Demonic Island. Are you following me? You know, me how she has seen Tabaro, Kaki, Moshilanta, Hititiba. Wa Solomoki. You understand? Like you have gone to CAC before. You use upper voice. Are you following me? When you even land, the thing goes like a sharp edge sword. Someone say, I will put, I will put together. No, I don't put. I can do shake alaba, shake I can do. Hey, my God, God's a peculiar gabaru, a ketebaku. You start going so that you know the express lady. This one does not care. Make sure the devil does not speak you. Because manifestations of demonic beings are beings like men. Whenever your adversary speak more than you speak, there is trouble there. What Goliath did was Goliath was terrorizing them with his words and God was answering him. The moment David outspoke him, David defeated him. That was why what killed him was just a stone. Because he had won the battle with his words. Every morning you arose. If they say, Why are you boasting? Say, I'm making my boast in the Lord. Stop being humble. Humble is defeating you. Can't you get it? Have you seen Revelation chapter 1 verse 16? I want to show you something there. When I'm about to leave you, you're about to be delivered. <laughs> Revelation chapter 1. Have you seen? I want you to see it. Revelation 1 and verse 16. I could quote it. I want you to see. Look at it yourself. You know, this was a vision that John saw, right? He saw the, what you call the resurrected Jesus, the glorified Jesus. And he saw how he looked like. I want to show you one attribute of that resurrected Jesus he saw in verse 16. Look at that. He said, he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 told us what that is. That is the word, right? Let me say this to you. Spiritually, any time you quote the word, sharp two-edged sword are being released by you. In the spiritual. They might look at you like a boy. In the spiritual. I cannot die but live but declare the words of God. That's what just go through. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a spiritual manifestation. This is not people lying to you. This is a spiritual manifestation. This is how it looks in the spiritual. From your mouth. And there's a reason it comes from your mouth because it has to be spoken. Someone listen to me. It has to be what? The word is not sent until it leaves your mouth. In one of these series, we are going to talk about the sex word. But the word is not sent 
until he does what? He leaves your mouth. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, you must learn to pray with the word. Hosea chapter 14, verse 2. Take unto you word and turn to the Lord. What you, when God speaks, when you find a word in scriptures, you know what you should do with it? Pray with it. I kept asking God, God, you will heal me. You have to heal me. You have to deliver me. Because this is what your word says. You need to take God's word concerning your career, concerning your life. Take it back to and pray with it. Now, Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. I said, Daniel said, I, Daniel, did what? Understood by the books. Now, listen to what he did after his understanding. He said in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet. That means that Israel was in bondage for 70 years. For 70 years. That's what they had already prophesied. And the 70 years had come. Because Jeremiah had prophesied it. And he had seen that the years had come, but they were still in bondage. The years had come, they had not been delivered. The years had come. They have not entered into freedom. So the Bible says that it would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting and ashes. You see that? Because he knew the word of God. He took that word and turned to God in prayers. Do you have a word from God? It's time to turn to God in prayer. After you have seen the word, after you have searched it and you have seen it, the next thing is to pray with the word of God. Dear friends, there is no alternative to praying with the word. No need to fret. No need to just stick around going around for cancer. The answer is in the word. But when you find the answer in God's word, remember to turn to prayer and say, God, you are the God of your word. You are the man of your word. You are going to fulfill your promises and I'm going to activate it in my life. I'm going to see that work in my life. After you have prayed for it, you begin to speak it continually. You don't stop saying it. You continue to say it or it is a manifestation in your life. For one minute, you are the word you want to pray with. Do you have a word from God you want to remind God of? Uh, shut your eyes and just begin to say, Lord, and you said this to me. It has not come to pass, but I believe your word. I believe your word, and I'm coming back like Daniel. You said after 70 years of desolation, they are going to be redeemed. And Daniel turned. Having seen the word of God to Jeremiah, he turned. And then there was a manifestation. I wanted to begin to say, Lord, I found this in your word. And Pastor said, you are a man of your word. Pastor said, there is power in the written word. Father, I stay on this word. That the Bible says, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper in health. Lord, I prosper. I prosper in my health. Lord, there is no lack in my life. In the name of Jesus. Your word says, Shiva is yours. God is yours. Cartoons upon the thousand hills, they are the Lord. Lord, I receive surprise. I receive help now. I receive help now. In the name of Jesus, I receive help now. In the name of Jesus, I receive help now. In the name of Jesus, are you declaring? Are you taking God's word and turning to him? You have two more minutes. Come on. A short mouth is a short destiny. If you will open your mouth and speak, as his word be released from your mouth. As it is sword of the word going out from your mouth. As it is sword. Come on, don't stop speaking. Keep speaking it. Keep saying it. Oh Lord, I'm tired of being on this same level. Your word said, Oh, yes, the Bible says the power of the just is as a shining light. It shines more and more unto the passing day. I declare my power is shining. I declare my power is shining. In the name of Jesus, my power is shining. My power is shining. In the name of Jesus, I make progress. I make progress. I make progress. I make progress. I make 
Then they say there is a casting ball. But as for me, 2022 is the year of my lifting. 2022 is the year of my lifting. Bible says when the time came, even though the coward was remembered, I declare men are remembering me. Men are remembering me for good. In the name of Jesus, I'm not sick. I'm not feeble in my body. I have health. I live in health. I live in health. In the name of Jesus, I live in health. In the name of Jesus, I'm not sick. I'm not feeble in my body. I have health. I live in health. I live in health. In the name of Jesus, I'm not sick. I'm not feeble in my body. I have health. I live in health. I live in health. In the name of Jesus, Will you like to stand? Will you like to stand? Will you like to stand? What we do is that sometimes we trample on the enemies. Oh, mashaka vali Whatever has kept you down, you are going to speak to it now and say, "By God, I am rising." By God, I am rising. Isaiah 60 says, "Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you." I want you to begin to declare two minutes. I am rising. I am no longer defeated. I am no longer under. I am above, not beneath. I am above, not beneath. I am the head, and not the tail. I am the head, and not the tail. If someone declaring, I am the head, and not the tail. I am the head, and not the tail. I am above, and not beneath. In the name of Jesus, Makosakatakatakaliya. I trample on the enemy. I cast a cadaver. If you tell me that cadaver, or a man who tells you that he has given up his power to trample upon scorpions and serpents, and over every power of the enemy, and nothing shall my enemies touch you. When God says nothing in this matter, if there's someone saying, Lord, every enemy of my soul, Makateka lata eliyakata, every enemy that touch my progress, every enemy that touch my life, Atosha kakiyakata, Ebebebeka lagani. It's destroyed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you believe like I believe? That the one walks. Do you believe he walks? Can you raise your right hand and say after me? I do not leave. Say after me and say boldly, I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I feel. I am not moved by what I feel. I am not moved by what I hear. I am not moved by what I hear. I am only moved by what I believe. I am only moved by what I believe, and I believe the word of God, and I believe the word of God, and I believe the word of God. In Jesus' name, all eyes closed, all let bow. Don't understand my voice. Jesus, come now. You know you are going to make heaven. Can you raise your right hand up to God? Only those people. There's no need fooling anybody. Jesus is here, and we know it. God is here, and we know it. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Listen, you're not born again under the sound of my voice. And you want to say, you know what, brother? I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you for listening. This has been The Living Word. If you have been blessed by this teaching, or for counseling, or any other inquiry, kindly send us an email to pfa at theransomedhouse.com or 
fisayoadeniyi at yahoo.com or please call 0912-772-3824. The Ransomed House, empowering people to live for Jesus.